Welcome to the Fireside Giants podcast by Empire Sports Media. How's it going, Giants fans? Welcome back to Fireside Giants. Today, we want to discuss a couple different players on this team who I consider to be underrated through six weeks, Anthony, as well. Um, some guys who have made an impact, contributed at the very least, and kind of, you know, stepped their game up and helped this team elevate their status. Of course, you know, the Giants have kind of started at the bottom of the barrel in terms of the power rankings or quality or expectation. And now suddenly ESPN has them ranked fifth in the league. And, you know, NFL Network has them ranked sixth in the league. And the Giants somehow find themselves looking at this season and saying, hey, hold on a second. We can make the playoffs this year. We can actually beat good teams. We just beat the Packers. We beat the Ravens. We've got a, another tough stretch of games. I'm not going like, to sit here and tell you the Jaguars are an easy team to beat because every every team is going to be difficult. And the Jags have taken a step forward this year. But there are some guys who have really stepped their game up over the past couple of weeks uh, that we want to discuss. And I think that it's worthwhile talking about them because they've deserved our respect and deserve uh, the credit that is due to them, Anthony. But you know, before we dive into uh, one guy who's really made an impact in the running game, how do you do today, my friend? I'm doing great, and it's been really fun to watch this New York Giants season unfold through six weeks. Of course, seeing some of these players that we didn't even imagine maybe sometimes even make the roster this season contributing and making an impact in the Giants games, helping the Giants win these games at the 5-1 and record that they have. It's been very interesting to see really a lot of these players we thought would be rotational players, backup players, stepping in here, making an impact, and that's been really exciting. I think it's a testament to the coaching staff and how they're just able to get something out of pretty much every player on this roster. They're really extrapolating all the talent possible from the back end of the roster. And I think it's been really exciting to see. And again, we, we've talked a lot about Brian Dable and his staff, just putting players in position to succeed, maximizing their skill set. And I think that's what we're seeing with a lot of the guys that we're going to dis discuss today. So I'm excited to dive right into it. Yeah, and the first guy here, I think a lot of people didn't really know who he was, including both of us, and he has left an impression, to say the very least, Jihad Ward. This is a guy who, kind of a journeyman, um, you know, spent time with the Bills, I believe, a couple of years ago, or maybe, no, sorry, the Ravens with Wink Martindale in 2020, and I think he transitioned over uh, to Jacksonville last season. The Giants signed him to a one-year, $1.87 million deal. Very cheap, almost veteran minimum level, if not veteran minimum level. And uh, he has made an impact, to say the very least, right? Uh, with Aziz Ojolari missing some time and Kayvon Thibodeau even missing the first couple weeks, Ward and O'Shane Zimenez, who we're going to talk about in a second as well, had to step up in their absence. And Ward has carved out a pretty decent early down role for himself. You know, he stepped up and played with Leonard Williams out in the interior. He's got some decent size at six foot five, two eighty seven pounds. Uh, originally a second round pick back in two thousand sixteen by the Raiders, but so far this year he has nine total pressures, a sack, three quarterback hits, five hurries. Uh, 17 total tackles and leads the Giants with 15 stops. So, and a stop essentially is a failure to curate positive yardage or a positive play for an opposing offense. So he's made 15 stops, uh, keeping an offense from making positive momentum, positive play. So that's a pretty significant number there. And his value in the running game has really stood out to me and a lot of others. And he's getting a lot of positive awareness and positive attention for that contribution. Um, and the Giants, you know, they've, they've definitely missed Leonard Williams in the interior there. And those early first, second downs, Ward is a pretty solid guy that can seal the edge. He's extremely physical, not to mention his intangible traits. He's a leader in that clubhouse, um, in that locker room. And he has been a tremendous voice for the younger players and kind of 
building and sustaining that chemistry over the past couple of weeks here. This team, the culture has changed overnight, seemingly. We went from a team that did not believe in each other or themselves to a team that is completely bought in and picking each other up where sometimes they falter, whether it be in the secondary or other positions. And Ward has been at the forefront of that, just you know, speaking his mind and bringing that energy that maybe Jabril Peppers left behind. Uh, when he went over <coughs> to New England, excuse me. So, you know, Pepper's leaving behind that energy and he's not really having that got that energizing bunny in the defensive unit. Ward has brought that. And I think that there's value there that doesn't go um, unnoticed by us. Um, obviously, his on-the-field contributions go a long way, but the intangible traits are something that I value a lot as well. And he's played a big part. Uh, so, Anthony, what are your thoughts on Jihad Ward and just the impression he's left on this team up to this point? Yeah, I think he's been a really solid contributor. When the New York Giants signed him in the offseason, I thought, you know, he might just be some rotational player that goes in on some obvious rushing downs, first and second downs, and just go in there to be an extra body in the running game, goal line packages, that sort of thing. But he's been a whole lot more than that. He has been a great leader for the New York Giants defense, as you just mentioned, and that's something I can appreciate. But he's been really good in run defense, in my opinion. I think he's been very solid, and he's been a pretty decent pass rusher as well. Nothing too crazy there. Nine pressures in six games and one sack that's not so bad I mean he had a two-game stretch with seven pressures Chicago he had three Green Bay he had four at zero in week six against Baltimore but again that's because Kayvon Thibodeau was getting the majority of the pass rushing snaps and was really active so you know Jihad Ward is somebody who in the offseason we didn't think we'd get a lot of regular season playing time but of course the injury to Kayvon Thibodeau thrusted him into the starting lineup and yes that did sacrifice a little bit of pass rushing capabilities because Ward not the best pass rusher but it did give the Giants an early boost in their run defense and I think that's something that we saw especially in week one against the Tennessee Titans Jaha Ward had a number of very solid plays setting the edge and run defense uh, against that outside zone that the Titans love to run with Derrick Henry and that was a very valuable moment out of Ward in that week one matchup so yeah I've been super impressed with him again all the leadership capabilities that he has helping the Giants players get acclimated to Wink Martindale's defense of course he has familiarity being a former Baltimore Raven so it's been great to watch him play and again I think he's been a very solid contributor in run defense for the New York Giants so I'm excited to see what he can do over the course of the rest of the season and I gotta say I'm just very impressed with the way that he's handled himself as a leader on the defense and the way that he's impacted the game in run defense Absolutely. And his teammate on the defensive line, O'Shane Zimenez, has also contributed um, in a pretty substantial way. I, I would go as far as to say, you know, he was a fringe roster guy just a couple of weeks ago. At least in our perspective, there was a possibility that Joe Shane and Brian Dable, Wink Martindale, just weren't, weren't going to see the value in a guy like Zimenez. And a former third round pick back in 2019, all of those 2019 draft picks from Dave Gettleman back in the day, uh, are panning out right now. Dexter Lawrence, Julian Love, Ziminez, they're all elevating their game. First, second, or rather first, third, and fourth round picks. Um, they're all suddenly showcasing that, wait a second, they actually were pretty talented. Dave Gellman actually did a decent job in 2019. Um, <clears throat> of course, you know, other, other drafts weren't as good, but that one seems to be kind of panning out because of the coaching. I think what we're kind of seeing here is that there were players that Gettleman drafted that weren't that bad. His worst mistake, his his the worst thing he did was hire terrible coaches. Um, that could have been, uh, you know, attributed maybe to uh, John Mara and Tish and whoever the hell was at making those decisions and are helping make those decisions. But um, it seemed like there were some talented players that, you know, Gettleman did hit on that the coaching staff wasn't able to get the most out of. And now we're seeing their development and we're seeing them kind of rise to the occasion. Zimenez um, has contributed at the very least here this season, over 189 snaps. He's contributed 10 tackles or 10 total pressures rather. Sorry. 
10 total pressures, two sacks, four quarterback hits, four hurries, six tackles, six stops. Um, and he also has a, a forced uh, fumble, uh, which had, which came against the Green Bay Packers. So, you know, this is a player who is a rotational piece. Is he a starter? No. Should he be a starter? I don't think so. I think Ojolari, I think Kayvon Thibodeau, your primary guys, but having someone to help supplement that fatigue, keep those guys healthy, someone that can go in there and actually make an impact play every now and then, whether it be a forced fumble or a sack or a quarterback hit. Um, he has stepped up and made some big moments happen this season. And I think that there's uh there's value in that. So I've been very impressed to see how much, uh, he's, he's brought to this team this season, especially after kind of being on the fringe of the roster just a couple of weeks ago. And I'm really happy with what we've seen from him and, you know, another big credit to the coaching staff for bringing the most out of him. But, you know, what are your thoughts on Oshin Zimenez and how much he's contributed up to the, up to this point? Yeah, with Oshin Zimenez, it's kind of just one of those things where I didn't even think he was going to make the team. You know, I thought there was a really solid chance he would get cut. There was a couple of players. Quincy Roche is one of them who I thought during the offseason were playing a little bit better in those practices in training camp and so forth. So I thought maybe he was going to be the odd man out in that New York Giants defense, particularly in the pass rushing department. But of course, he made the team and he's made an impact. So to go from being a player that we thought wouldn't even be on the team to being a player who, no, he's not playing a starting role all the time. He's not playing every single down, but he's on the field making at least some sort of impact. And he's playing well enough to justify keeping him around, to justify being on the roster over some of those other guys he was competing with. And that's very impressive. And that does surprise me. And I think that does make him an underrated player through six weeks, you know, just thinking about how throughout the offseason we were going through the 53-man roster projections and saying, you know, I think there's a good chance that Oshin Zimenez is going to end up getting cut and he's no longer going to be with the New York Giants. Just another wasted Dave Gettleman mid-round pick. But now this coaching staff steps in, they find this talent in Ocean Zimenez and say, you know what, there is a place for him on our roster. And so far we've seen him play on the roster and play pretty well. You know, he's had a couple of really solid pass rushing games. Um, of course, if you look towards the beginning weeks of the season uh, and see how he's done, I think that it's been very impressive just to see him make any type of impact at all, like I said. But of course, in game one versus the Tennessee Titans, he had two pressures, two quarterback hits and the batted pass. And he's already got 10 pressures on the year. So we're talking about Jihad Ward playing so well in run defense and also contributing somewhat as a pass rusher. Oshane Zimenez is playing far less snaps than Ward, and he has one more pressure than Ward. So just think about that from this perspective. No, he might not be the best run defender, but as a rotational pass rusher, Oshane Zimenez is good enough to get the job done. And again, a lot of us didn't think he was. So very impressive to see him kind of rise to this occasion, fight for this roster spot, and make at least somewhat of an impact through these first six weeks. And I'm very impressed to see the way that he's carried himself throughout the situation again, where he was kind of in limbo, whether or not he would make the team. But he made the team, and he's proven that he was worthy of making the team. Yeah, absolutely. And in the third guy that we have in mind here is a fan favorite of the podcast and a fan favorite of many of you guys as well. And that's Julian Love. Um, I kind of get the sense that most you don't really get a lot of attention. You don't see a lot of attention on social media. I don't see a lot of national attention for guys like Julian Love who have really stepped up and elevated their game this season. You know, Love kind of was in this limbo uh, situation where he was not really situated in a specific spot, you know, free safety, strong safety, nickel corner, boundary. They were just kind of moving him around as a chess piece, but he's kind of found a home at strong safety this year in Wink Martindale's defense. And by the metrics, he's been absolutely freaking amazing um, in a couple different categories. Tackling wise, he's been absolutely stellar. 8.3% missed tackle rate, but he's been asked to make a lot of tackles. Um, you know, not bad at all. He, he didn't miss a tackle the first two games of the season. Uh, you know, he missed one last week, but, you know, had four in addition to that. 
And his coverage grades have been just absolutely tremendous. You know, they had him manning up against Mark Andrews on some occasions. He gave up two receptions for 31 yards on seven targets. That's a 28.6% reception rate. Julian Love's been the unsung hero of this defense, and there's no doubt about it in my mind. He also had that big interception off Lamar Jackson and a pass breakup in the end zone on Devin DuVernay that was, uh, you know, saving a touchdown. So interception in the big moment, saves a touchdown, couple of big tackles. He's He's been really, really good in run in run defense um, as well. He's made a couple of pressures. He has three pressures, a sack, and two quarterback carries. Came up big with a sack and a, and a quarterback hit against the Carolina Panthers and Baker Mayfield in week two. He's been all over the field. The Giants have asked him to do a lot of different things, wear a lot of different hats, and he comes up and he does the, everything really well, mainly because he's played so many of those positions over the last couple of years. He knows how to do it all, and you know now it's all coming together, and the Giants are like, hey, we want you to go do this in this specific play or this specific drive, and he's like, no problem. You know, One size fits all, Swiss Army knife, unisex player. Um, he's absolutely awesome, and I, and I absolutely love his value and the Brit and, and what he brings to this team on a game by game basis. This is a guy that I'd want to retain. Um, I believe he's in his fourth season, so he's probably he's going to be a free agent after this year. Julian loves a guy the Giants should be keeping around for the foreseeable future because he is a leader. He's a captain on this team. He's humble, but he also comes up in big moments, makes big plays, and can solve a lot of different equations. Um, on this defense. So really, really, really value him. You know, what are your thoughts on Julian Love, who's someone we both really appreciate? Yeah, I appreciate, I love Julian Love. I mean, he's been awesome for the New York Giants ever since he was drafted in 2019, a mid-round, I believe a fourth-round draft pick for the Giants back then. And he's always made an impact every single year. Even as a rookie, he started some games towards the final stretch of the year, if you recall, when Jabril Peppers went down with an injury. I believe it was a neck injury. Julian Love stepped in, played the strong safety position that no one really expected him to play, and played it really well. I remember this game against the Miami Dolphins. I believe he had a forced fumble on a tackle for loss, and it was a very impressive play. Um, and I think he also had a sack against Philadelphia that season. He played really well during the final stretch of that year. And it kind of showed me like he's a gamer, you know, anytime he's got some sort of opportunity to step up and make a play, he's going to do it. And because of the New York Giants, when they drafted him, it was, is he going to play slot corner? Is he going to play free safety? Okay, so he's playing free safety. All right, now he's rotating into the slot. You know, he had a little bit of a struggle in preseason in the slot, so they moved him to free safety back. And then it was all of a sudden, Jabril Peppers is down. We need a strong safety. Let's see if Julian Love can do that. And then he did that arguably better than he did free safety and slot cornerback, which was very surprising. And so now over the course of the past few years, what we've seen is Julian Love step into all of those roles seamlessly on many different occasions and even pushing all the way out to outside cornerback, playing on the boundary. So he's done everything that the New York Giants have ever asked him to. And now he's finally been asked to just play in a starting role as a rotational free safety, move into a couple of different positions and just play that role, move into the box as well. He's played a lot of strong safety this year. He's really just been a great hybrid player for the Giants. And now he's doing it on a starting scale, starting every game of the season. And it's been super impressive. He had that interception against the Baltimore Ravens on Lamar Jackson. Of course, the Giants don't win that game without him making that pick. And again, I think he's just been so great through the first six weeks. He's proven that he was absolutely worthy of the starting role. And I think that it's just been so much fun to watch his development over the course of the past few years. Julian Love is a player who, yeah, he's been starting a lot of games for the Giants in the past few years, but he's never gotten that recognition. No one really nationally, the other teams around the league, they don't really know who he is. 
And that's kind of a good thing for the Giants because he is such a good and valuable player. I don't want anyone else to know about Julian Love because I don't want him to get done with this contract, move on to free agency, and someone gives him the bag. No, I think that the Giants are probably going to be able to sign him to somewhat of an affordable contract and keep him here long term. And I believe that this is where he wants to stay. So that's exciting just knowing what's to come with Julian Love. I believe this is the final year of his contract. So it'll be fun to see where what he ends up doing um, in his future with the Giants. But right now, I'm loving what he's bringing to the table. I think that he's been great in the starting capacity on the Giants defense. Wink Martindale is getting the most out of him and his skill set. And I'm just excited to see him continue to grow and excel in Wink Martindale's defensive scheme. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Julian Love is that guy. He's Himothy. And the fourth guy that we have in mind here um, is a rookie, a rookie guy, you know, making an impact, getting down and dirty in the trenches, uh, making an impact in the receiving game, a little bit in the rushing game, too. And you would never guess Daniel Bellinger, San Diego State rookie tight end, mid-round selection. The Giants found themselves an actual like stud in the mid-rounds. He is going to be a tremendous player for this team moving forward and why because he's in a he's going to be or he's on pace to be rather an elite run blocking tight end and that's what the giants needed they did not need another evan ingram who dropped the ball and missed blocks they needed a strong run blocking tight end to maximize uh saquon barkley and whoever's going to be running back in the future and he's going to be around for a very long time you know and we've already seen flashes of what he can do as a receiver too daniel bellinger already has three touchdowns this year one of them's a rushing touchdown um you know and he's really made a tremendous impact up to this point he has 139 yards two receiving touchdowns and a, and a rushing as i said before and one of the more impressive stats an 88.2 percent catch rate he doesn't drop the ball he dropped the ball i think once in like week one and everyone freaked out he has been absolutely electric since then forget about it they're not we're not even looking at that drop that's well behind him he's confident now he's become a very very nice red zone threat all of his touchdowns have been in the red zone for daniel jones how many times have we been, we've been waiting for a tight end to come up big kyle rudolph guy could barely freaking move might as well put that man on wheelies out there daniel bellinger actually is not only just quick for a guy of his size he's strong and he's smart um and you know the coaching staff is doing just a tremendous job building him up and preparing him to be a very good tight end for this team for a very very long time so I am just over the moon that we finally have a tight end that we can rely on, we feel confident about, and is going to be durable and reliable, uh, knock on wood, for uh, this team. And we need him. He, he's a big part of this squad. And, you know, Tanner Hudson, a guy they picked up right before the season, also has had a pretty nice uh, start to his career with the Giants. Um, you know, obviously a much smaller role, but an honorable mention nonetheless for the role he has played. But Bellinger absolutely loved the guy. He, I talk to his dad all the time on Twitter. Really, really great dude as well. Um, you know, just couldn't be happier about that selection and what he's proved to be uh, so far. Yeah, 100%. And again, this is a player who we really liked coming out of the draft process. Once the New York Giants drafted Daniel Bellinger, we were impressed with the selection. We thought this was a player that could make an impact in year one. I know over the course of the offseason, I wrote numerous articles talking about Daniel Bellinger, talking about how he's a perfect scheme fit for Mike Kafka and Brian Dable and how he would have that impact in year one, especially considering the Giants just had no tight end talent on the roster. It really was Daniel Bellinger and a bunch of, you know, later staged career it's coming off of injury, tight end veterans. That's really all that the Giants were working with. So I'm excited and really happy that Daniel Bellinger was able to grasp that role and just take it over and prove to be the best tight end talent 
on the roster. And so far, he's been great through six weeks. As you mentioned, he's scoring touchdowns. He's not dropping passes. And he's been a phenom as a run blocker. He looks like one of the best rookie tight ends in the NFL, if not the best. And it's super, super exciting just to see that from a fourth-round rookie. You know, this is a player who, you know, the New York Giants drafted. They took a flyer on in the middle rounds. But, of course, we know Joe Shane's track history with the Buffalo Bills. He drafted Dawson Knox in the third round a few years ago. And he's already gotten a huge contract extension with the Buffalo Bills and proven to be a very quality starter. So when Joe Shane took a tight end in the middle rounds, I was excited because I was like, okay, he has a good history with this. I think Daniel Bellinger is going to pan out. And one of the things that I really love about Daniel Bellinger is he's not just some possession blocking tight end. He's also got the ability to make some plays with his legs, evident by that rushing touchdown that he scored. Now, if you go back and you watch his film at San Diego State, that, that team will love to send him on tight end screens, give him drag routes, some stuff with lead blockers, let him get busy in the open field against open tacklers with the ball in his hands. And now the Giants are starting to incorporate that into their offense with Daniel Bellinger. Again, that, that reverse that turned into a rushing touchdown. Great vision on that play to find the lane, break a tackle, and get into the end zone. And that's some, some stuff that you don't usually see from a tight end. And Daniel Bellinger has that ability. So he has a special skill set of talents where, yes, he, he can play that possession tight end role and be that you know guy who just sits over the middle and makes the catches because he's got reliable hands. He can do that. But he also is a phenom as a run blocker. And on top of that, he has the ability to make some plays with his legs, make some plays in space with the ball in his hands after the catch. So he really does it all. He's got a very well-rounded skill set. And he's just a rookie who's played six weeks. So we'll see how he progresses, how he develops, what he turns into. But right now, it's very clear and evident to me that Daniel Bellinger is already a quality starting tight end. And it's only up from here. Yes, it is. It's only up from here. We also have very high expectations for Wandell Robinson, who showed us a nice little flash in week six against Baltimore. But the fifth guy here, definitely a more underrated name, a guy who has stepped up in the absence of a couple of guys uh, who have gotten injured, notably Aaron Robinson. That's Fabian Moreau. Fabian Moreau was with the Falcons last year, didn't even have a team uh, going into the season. Giants scoop him up off the free agent market, and he's been pretty damn good uh, for the most part. I mean, what we've expected from Fabian Moreau was not much. He got really destroyed last year in coverage. Gave up, what, like eight touch, seven touchdowns last year, um, 523 yards in coverage. Uh, he was not good at all. And this year, for whatever reason, he's playing out of his mind comparably in context with what he did before. You know, he, he's been pretty solid as a tackler. Uh, he had seven tackles last week against the Baltimore Ravens. He didn't give up five receptions on six targets or 48 yards and a touchdown, but that was the first touchdown he gave up this year. He played in a lot of snaps between weeks three to five, and he had two pass breakups against Chicago, one against Green Bay. He didn't give up a single yard against Green Bay and only 23 yards on one reception against Chicago. Um, he's been pretty solid. I've been very impressed. I mean, that's a guy that you'd expect opposing teams to be picking on because he's barely been with the giants. He's not that good in terms of historical context, but you know, a guy who I have just been very impressed with in terms of what he's been able to do and what the giants have been able to get out of him at another veteran minimum price point. So, uh, wow. Just Fabian Moreau, man, big, big credits to him. I did not think he was gonna be able to come in here and actually make an impact the way he has been in terms of just at least helping to lock down that CB two spot in the absence of some better talent. Um, and I, this is, this is what good coaching staffs do, man. They bring in guys who are not very good, um, and they make them look really good. And they've done that with Fabian Marone credit to Fabian for taking to the coaching and doing what was asked. 
um, and making the most out of a really interesting opportunity that he kind of got injected into. So um, I'm really, really impressed. And I hopefully he can continue to, you know, develop and mount on this current successful campaign. Cause I don't know if Aaron Robinson is going to be able to return. I know he has a knee injury, so we'll see. He might be out for the year. And that's in that instance, Moreau is the starter moving forward. I don't even think Cordell Flott sees the field until he adds a little bit of muscle mass. He was completely destroyed uh, when he was active a couple of weeks ago, but he's been injured for a couple of weeks now. So, you know, what are your thoughts on Fabian Moreau, how he's performed, and uh, just how impressed you've been, at least just just getting any value out of a guy that didn't have a team before the season started? Yeah, I mean, I've been super impressed with Fabian Moreau. Again, the, the floor for the expectations, the expectations were at the floor, basically. They were in the basement. You know, I didn't expect much from Fabian Moreau, and I think that we've gotten some pretty quality performances out of him. You know, he's been a solid starter for the Giants defense. Um, you know, he's had to step in due to a few injuries on the Giants defense. You know, as you mentioned, Aaron Robinson, uh, Cordell Flott just doesn't seem like he's ready to play at the NFL level just yet. So the Giants needed a veteran and Fabian Moreau fit the bill. And he's been great in Wink Martindale's defense. Again, I think the trend here is that Wink Martindale is getting the most out of pretty much anyone he's gotten his hands on. You know, Fabian Moreau just kind of steps in out of nowhere and he's a solid player all of a sudden. Jahal Ward steps in out of nowhere, solid player. O'Shane Zimenez out of nowhere is a solid player. So Credit to Wink Martindale for getting the most out of all of these players. But with Fabian Moreau in particular, I remember, Alex, when we when we took a look at the final 53-man roster for the Giants, we said that there was a couple of positions that really lacked some depth. And cornerback was like the number one most glaringly obvious position where we were like, I have no idea what the Giants are going to do there because they have nobody if there's any sort of injuries. They're going to have to find somebody. Well, lo and behold, they found Fabian Moreau. They did suffer quite a few injuries at that position. And Fabian Moreau has fit the bill. He stepped in and made that impact. And he's done great in reserve of those players who are absent. So I've been super impressed with him. And it's not like he's giving us all pro or pro bowl level play. I'm not trying to gas him up too much, but He's giving us enough, and the Giants are winning games, and they're not winning those games if they didn't have a player like Fabian Moreau who could step in in reserve of these players and actually give some solid snaps. So he's definitely provided quite a lot of value to Wink Martindale's defense, especially considering the number of injuries that the Giants have suffered through the first six weeks. It's been kind of wild on the offensive side of the ball and the defensive side of the ball alike. There has been a lot of injuries, but the Giants are figuring it out, and they're getting by. They're making up some creative ways to get by, and Fabian Moreau was a creative little signing, you know, a low-key veteran minimum contract that the Giants picked up. He was a starter last year. Nobody really wanted him. Right now, he's stepping in, maybe with a little chip on his shoulder, saying someone should have signed me. I'm a starter in this league. And now he's starting once again for the Giants, and he's playing very well. And he is playing at a starter level, in my opinion. So I'm very impressed with Fabian Moreau. Very happy to see that he's made this impact through six weeks. And I'm happy to see, you know, that the Giants are able to find depth now. They have a general manager who can find quality depth in a pinch. And they did that with Fabian Moreau. So that's something that I'm really excited by. And again, I'm very impressed with Fabian Moreau's performance through these weeks. Yes, sir. Me too. But guys, I'd love to hear perspectives on these players that we've mentioned today. And if you have any other ones, any other unsung heroes or underrated players that the Giants have managed to get the most out of, I'm sure there's a lot uh, that we haven't even touched on. I, you could even look at a Dory Jackson. I mean, he's, I don't think he's an underrated player, but he's been playing like an elite cornerback this year. So there's definitely deserving of some respect there. Dane Belton, a guy who's really stepped up as a rookie and, and made an impact from the safety position. Um, you know, there, there's just a lot of players on this team that are stepping up to the, to the table and Darius Slayton's another one that could get some credit for what he's done as well. Uh, and there's probably going to be more as we get a little bit further down into the season. Ben Bredesen had a tremendous game against Baltimore. So there are players that have, 
uh, elevated their game, maybe not every single week, but recently. So I think it's fair to give them credit where it's due, but always happy to hear perspectives, narratives, and opinions below in the YouTube comments, as always. Make sure to like and subscribe, and <laughs> let's go Yankees tonight. <laughs> we'll see if they can pull off a win if you're a Yankee fan. Should be fun nonetheless. Uh, some good playoff baseball, but I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your evening, and we'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Giants episode. Thank you.